Coming up, rescue crews say they have one more day to find survivors in the missing submarine before the vessel is expected to run out of oxygen. And a controversial book ban in schools is overturned. Why the Bible has been placed back on the shelves in one Utah school district. The rundown starts now. This is Straight Arrow News, bringing you unbiased straight facts. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. The U.S. Coast Guard says they have detected underwater noises in the search area for the missing submarine carrying five passengers in the northern Atlantic. We're also learning more about OceanGate, the company who owns the missing submarine. Authorities say the vessel has enough oxygen to likely last until 6 a.m. Thursday as officials race to save the five people on board, which includes the OceanGate CEO, a British adventurer, a high-profile Pakistani businessman along with his son, and a former French Navy diver who is considered a Titanic expert. This was the submarine's third voyage to the Titanic wreckage site when it disappeared. We're learning there may have also been warning signs before the submarine deployed on Sunday. In 2018, a group of leaders in the submersible industry sent the company OceanGate a letter warning of possible catastrophic problems with its submersible. The magazine The New Republic was also first to report on a lawsuit in 2018 involving OceanGate. The company was sued by a former employer who complained over safety issues. The U.S. Coast Guard says that since the submersible went missing, U.S. and Canadian military units have searched a combined area of about 7,600 square miles. That's an area larger than the state of Connecticut. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell will testify before Congress today. The major question coming from lawmakers is how far and how fast will the Fed raise its interest rate from here? Powell's appearance comes just after the Fed paused its rate hike run for the first time in 11 meetings. The 18 members of its policy committee have predicted two more interest rate hikes this year. Powell will have two days of testimony with the House Financial Services Committee. The Pentagon overestimated the value of weapons it has sent to Ukraine by more than $6 billion over the past two years. That's more than double the amount they estimated the accounting error originally was. The Pentagon spokeswoman said on Tuesday there was an error of $3.6 billion in the current fiscal year and $2.6 billion in the 2022 fiscal year. The math mistake comes from the military using replacement cost rather than the book value of ammunition, missiles, and other military equipment. The accounting error was originally thought to have been $3 billion last month until this latest revision. The surplus of money will be used for future security packages. Just as the U.S. Secretary of State finished an overseas trip to China to shore up battered relations there, fuel has been added to the fire. President Biden referred to China's President Xi Jinping as a dictator, which China was quick to denounce this morning, calling the remark another provocation. On Wednesday, Biden called the Chinese spy balloon an embarrassment for Xi Jinping and harped on the economic difficulties China has faced since the pandemic. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson said Biden's remarks were irresponsible in the latest unexpected spat. Another point of contention between the two since the Secretary of State's visit, the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that China is making plans with Cuba to expand its military bases there, which could potentially position Chinese troops just 100 miles away from the Florida coast. You can find a full report on the implications of China's growing presence in Cuba on straightarrownews.com.
Yesterday, the New York State Legislature passed a law that would give legal protections to New York doctors who prescribe and mail abortion medication to states with abortion bans. New York previously passed laws protecting doctors who give abortions, but this bill aims to protect doctors in New York who are using telehealth systems, which allows them to take on patients residing in other states. The bill now heads to New York Governor Kathy Hochul's desk. Bibles are back on the shelves in northern Utah schools after they were banned last month. The Bible has been deemed age appropriate for the 72,000 students in the Davis School District north of Salt Lake City. For weeks now, the Bible ban has caused outcry and has reignited debate about the standards used to judge the content in books. The appeal committee reversed the ban after determining the Bible's significant value for minors, which they say outweighs the violent or vulgar content that it contains. The committee's reversal is the latest development in the debate over a Utah law allowing parents to challenge sensitive materials available to children in public schools. More than 70 parents had complained to the board to overturn the Bible ban. These are your top stories. Thanks for joining us for the rundown. We're on a mission to bring back trustworthy journalism by serving only you, not an agenda. Be sure to check out more of our work at straightarrownews.com. And you can also find the latest rundown episodes available as a podcast on all major podcast platforms. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.